The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Midnight Bourbon wraps the lead from Medina Spirit and their stride for stride, and they're into the stretch. Medina Spirit fights on on the outside. Midnight Bourbon. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and cheaters and all kinds of stuff. Just depends on what we feel like. It's a Monday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for a Monday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. As we begin the countdown to extinction with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. You want to get in, 713-780-ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At H-A is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. At ESPN975. Taking care of you there, Aaron. Watch, uh, watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Or you can text the show. You know the number for that. And it is a Monday. Hope everybody had an awesome, awesome weekend. Let's rock and roll today. Let's do it, man. What's happening? Sports and stuff, as usual. Uh, good sports weekend. Los Astros uh, made it interesting, but got the sweep. Yeah. Sent those boys packing them. It, it, it's exciting, sure. It's better than losing to the Rangers, but it's still the Rangers, you know? Right. Um, it, it's hard to get too worked up about it. But you won them all. Yeah. You went 8-2 and two on a homestand. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm not I, good at math, but I think that's eighty percent. You'll you'll take that. Uh schedule's about to get salty. Yeah. It's about to get a little rough. So hopefully they uh they can stay hot through that. But I, I've been pleasantly surprised with Los Astros, to be honest. I mean they they're playing good ball. Yeah, and uh your buddy Charles picked up a title Saturday night. Very, very cool moment for me. You know, obviously, very cool moment for him. But I, I getting to be there and watch it, it was was a, a really fun experience. And of course, the UFC put on a, a great night of fights as as they typically yeah. do. Uh, but that was that was pretty special for me to be to be there in attendance. So it was uh, it was a fun night. Um, had some had some good seats and and the right guy won so it was a, it was a fun thing for me and I, no offense to Michael Chandler who I I enjoy and he like he came on our show and and I, uh, I he's a great interview like it, one of the best ones we've had I would say yeah um I, I was very just, sharp dude I know? just wanted him to to lose that fist fight and and he did so it was a good thing and then I uh, on Sunday uh, I was at the the fury fights and dana was there doing his looking for a fight thing yeah how'd that go watching some of the local guys i was uh i I was doing the call so it was it was fun it was a uh 
it, it was a good experience, and and some guys made some uh, some some impressive showings. So we may have more fresh blood in the UFC here coming up. Do you uh, kind of nod to him and be like, "Hey, Dana, moving to Vegas soon? Anytime somebody calls in sick to call some of these." Uh, we talked about it in house. We did fights. talk about it. Yeah, we talked about it. So it, it's uh yeah, there's lots of opportunities on the horizon, my guys. Yeah, they were having a good chat about it after uh, after the interview Friday when Dana didn't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize he was supposed to go on with Jake Asman. And it was so funny to see this little head keep popping up like a gopher <laughs> while he's waiting for Dana. And then, you know, the, uh, the, the PR guys were like, oh, I heard your movement. Oh, you'll be a great addition to the Vegas crew. So it's very, uh, they're very welcoming as always. They, they've been very good to me and they, they always treat me well. Treated me well again this week. Had me on the front row. I mean, it was yeah. hard to beat. And you passed your tests, right? I passed my Roni tests. I, I, I Does got, it feel stupid to have to take a Roni test right now? I got three Roni tests in a three-day span, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you could be... So I could be yeah. everywhere. And it, I mean, it is what it is. I, I get it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm clear. I'm in the clear. Well, uh, I did two things this weekend. One good, one not so good. Uh undercard Preakness did okay. Preakness itself did not. And I'm really kind of uh, at the point where I'm getting very close to just ejecting on horse racing altogether because of this crap with Bob Baffert that I'll get to in a minute. But uh, so yesterday, I want to do a little shout out to Sam Houston State University. Uh, Friday night, I hit a really good lick at Sam Houston. So I had plenty of money to to lose on the Preakness uh, Saturday. But uh, I did a bunch of reading up on the Sam Houston-South Dakota State game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know what? Sam Houston at plus 180 looks pretty good. <laughs> so I made a substantial bet on it. All right. So congratulations on your national championship. More importantly, congratulations to me. Championship. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the uh, the the race, Yeah, and I don't think it affected uh, Ron Bauer. ran a really good race, but, you know, typical cheating ass Baffert. And I said this was going to happen last week and I'm so kicking myself for not figuring the race shape based on that. But he he took concert tour back. That was the fastest horse in the race. And I said he'd do that so that his derby winner could get the lead and have a better chance. And when he did that, it changes the whole complexion of the race. And of course, concert tour doesn't run a step because he can't win unless he's on the lead. And uh, I'm glad Baffert didn't win. I'm glad Asmussen's horse who ran second did not win. Uh, I don't think those guys are great for the sport. And I'm at the point now where they're finding so many ways to manipulate things that I am about done with it. I won't be done with Sam Houston because, you know what, I'm always going to support the local track. But I'm thinking after the Belmont, I'm done with these cheaters, man. I've had it. It's just, you know, and it's obvious the horse wasn't as good when he wasn't drugged up. It's just obvious. So... And, of course, now he's banned from Saratoga and Belmont, which is good. Maybe I can bet Saratoga and Belmont now. We'll see. It, it, it's a, This is like an abusive relationship, man. It really is. They just beat on me and beat on me and beat on me. And I'm like, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Baby, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? But uh, now we, we uh, watched the race at, uh, at uh, East End Backyard Saturday. It was a lot of fun uh, with some friends. And then uh, one of my friends went to the fights right after that. And so just, just a, a, a good day all around, except for the, the results of the wagers. But, you know, we'll bounce back into Belmont. I always kill the Belmont. And uh, yesterday was a, you know what? Turning off the phone, turning off the computer day. Um, obviously, in wake of Friday's announcement, I'm getting tons of people reaching out. And I'm kind of like, 
you know what? I need a day where I'm not talking to any of you. Yeah. So, I mean, there were like 10 missed calls and stuff yeah, like that. I, like, I just didn't even address anybody who was talking about it. it just, yeah. I, I mean, it was, not, I, I got a lot of congratulations and then I got a bunch of emails of who are you going to hire? And, and yeah. But, and by the way, let it be known. Oh, and while I did tell them that I would, I would, I would help with this, this process of, of finding uh, my replacement. I'm not making the final decision on that. The the people who will be at this station going for it, as as it should be, by the way, right? That's who's going to be making the final decision. They 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 are going to take my input, I believe. But well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I want your input because you you helped build this thing. We talked about it Friday. Um, uh, but yeah, in the end, it's going to have to be whoever it is. We have to live with. Yeah. So, but yeah, AJ will have a say. But as far as the hiring goes, it's going to be a. It, it's it's really, you know, David Gal, Todd, myself, and AJ are, are kind of the. Let's just say let's not even put my name in it. It's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. I don't need. I don't need my name. Uh, yeah, in it. you, I don't, you just don't want to have to answer all the. I don't want to answer emails. questions. Yeah, that's it. I don't want that uh, unless somebody you like. <laughs> if somebody I like gets the job, then then good for them. I'm happy for them, but it, it's not it's not something I'm interested in discussing with people. No, I, uh, I, I I I I'm not going to talk about any of it on air uh, there will be a process and this will probably be the last time i address it until we actually make decisions but there's a lot of good candidates externally internally a lot of very good people interested and we're going to take our time and make you know make what i what, I, what we hope is the right move and uh and that's about it i don't really have anything else to say about it i've, I've had people reach out um as of now nobody's eliminated uh, yeah maybe maybe Joe Rogan's eliminated because uh, I don't think he wants it. But uh, otherwise, you know, just shout let, out to the fish. <laughs> let, it, let it play out. And, you know, you guys can speculate with each other on who you want, but please don't at me or DM me with hire this guy, hire this guy, because uh, all that does is is piss me off and not want to talk to those people. Uh, I hate Twitter campaigns. So, you know, you guys, again, Speculate among yourselves. Please don't come at me. Please don't come at AJ. Uh, let us go through the process. We know what we're doing. I think we know what we're doing. Feel pretty good about it, actually. Good. So, uh, as good as I can feel. I mean, I didn't want AJ leaving, but you know, I, I do think that uh, whatever we come up with, and you know, we've got to deal with program director and everything else. It's just a lot. So, um, you know, that's really all. All I'm going to add to it is, and that's something that should be considered too. Is like it. You know, I always talk about when when we're talking about football, like it it sucks when uh, you hire a, a GM and then or you hire a coach and then hire the GM. Like it, it, there should be, if they are, I don't know what they're going to do with this program director job. I have I have no idea. I, I'm not privy to all that stuff yet, and and I don't think any of those decisions have been made. But once there is a program director, that person should have some kind of a say on on. Yeah, on, on the groceries he's got to cook with, and and there's only been very preliminary discussions, guys. Yep. That's the thing. It's just it, it 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 came as a surprise to a lot of people, and so they're just now, you know, working on their deployments and flanking maneuvers. And so we'll we'll get something done, and it will be yeah. You know, and, and I mean, we don't even know if we're going to rebrand the show or if it's still going to be the Blitz or anything like that yet. It's just it's way too early in the process. But I know a lot of people are going to be curious, but you know, just I, I'm not going to address it anymore and I'm not going to address it on Twitter, but we will have a process and, and it will 
Um, you know, maybe something you like, maybe something you don't. There's there's not anything that everybody's going to like. So we're going to try to do what's best. And all the only thing I'll say is going to be uh, any show that I'm involved with, we're going to try to have fun first. And then everything else falls into place. And that's that's what we've always done, and that's what we'll continue to do. All right. So now we can per- permanently put the brakes on that. Well, not permanently, at least for a couple of months. Uh, but I got to tell you about new brakes. And, man, so many five-star reviews. And you know why? Because new brakes is the best. They come to you, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Punch that in and uh, make sure you mention ESPN to get 10% off. They're going to get right back to you with a surprise-free repair quote. Uh, so you're not going to pay more than what they tell you. Uh, they don't upsell you because they're not trying to fix anything else on your car. What they do is brakes. It's all they do. And the great thing is they come to you. Like I'm sitting here right now doing the show. Guess what? They could come do it while I'm sitting here talking, and they'd be done before the show's over. They're that good. I uh, can come to your house if one of your parents or your kids needs their brakes done. Get it set up to where they go to them. You don't want to have to go sit in a shop right now or a dealer. Just... uh Call New Breaks. That's it. That's simple. Newbreaks.com. N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN. 10% off your service. You'll get a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. Newbreaks.com. N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. What you create. You need to know your place. Because it's about to get heavy. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. You know what we missed, A.J.? The news of the weekend. They found the tiger. I know it. They found it at Aaron's house. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to get him in trouble, but he was feeding neighborhood cats to it. <laughs> uh, at least that's what I heard. You know, like those feral cats that run around outside. He was just kind of tricking them into coming into the yard so the tiger would have something to eat. Actually, I was holding on to him until that gator in the pond by my house gets big enough. I want to see him fight. We knew eventually. <laughs> Figured I could make a couple million dollars if I videoed it. We knew eventually that cat would be, or that uh, that tiger would be caught. So, uh, I'm, I'm, well, I guess it was the wife of the dude who's back in jail now who tipped him off on it. So, ratted somebody out to get the yep. tiger back, but snitching ass. Yeah, but you know what? It's a, it's a good way to get a reward. Yeah, I, I I found out from this person where it was. Get that tiger. Oh, Hold man. that tiger. <laughs> So uh, no baseball for the kids this weekend. Uh, they played on Saturday and uh, went about how I expected it would go. Uh, we lost the first game thirteen to nothing. I think lost by thirteen runs. And then uh, my my son, who wasn't thrilled about necessarily playing, he went. He, I made him pitch the second game, and we lost by one. But it was. You know, at least a competitive game. And yeah. then they started the game on Sunday and it got it rained out halfway through. Mm. So washed out for the weekend. So, so it, it went about how I would okay. expect. So, yeah. So, all right. As, as you would have predicted. Yes. Did you make any money on the fights? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I had a couple misses early. Uh, and then I, I came back strong at the end. I had a, a big parlay with uh, 
with Dariush was kind of the closeout fight on it, and that that hit. And then I had Charles and uh, the fight not starting round three. So I oh, hit both, good, yeah. both shots on the main you event. didn't really so, have a sweat on that. No. Was it 19 seconds in? Yeah, 19 yeah. seconds in round two. So it was uh, it was good. I mean, it was nice to get back, but I still didn't. It, it didn't make a bunch of money or anything. It just basically got me back to where I, I wasn't losing my ass. So it was uh, it was a it, it was a good last couple fights to to get me back in the thing. So I'm curious if you're outraged over this because the answer is probably not. No, no. This is a, this is something that I know you like care. You know me well. I, I'm you, not. You care about this a lot. Did you see that the. Uh, Washington Husky softball team walked out of their selection, uh, their selection deal for the tournament because they didn't like their seating. Oh. Just got up and walked out. Well, yeah, that that's, uh, <laughs> seems legit. Uh, so they're not playing in the tournament. No, they're playing the tournament. They just don't like their seating. <laughs> okay, we were robbed. Well, <laughs> bye. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a point we've come to now. Where if you don't like your seating, the seating doesn't mean a damn thing, man. If you're good enough, you're gonna you're gonna win. It's that simple. Yeah, but yeah, you just get up and walk out. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I'd be like, well, bye. Yeah, who cares? (laughs) Um, do you uh, are you excited about the NBA play-in games? Uh, your beloved Warriors. I am excited about. The Western Conference play-in games, uh, like the Spurs Grizzlies, is interesting to me. Lakers uh, uh, Warriors is interesting to me, and we'll actually carry both those games on ninety-seven-five on Wednesday. So it'll it'll be a little different on Wednesday night. Actually, we'll be off at six on Wednesday. Oh, cool! And we'll have we'll start drinking earlier. Yeah, we'll have coverage of those games. Uh, but we so we'll and late hits will be off that night. Uh, Hall of Fame will move to Thursday, um, but it was. It, it, it's you know it, it, those two games interest me, but I, I don't know that overall I'm I'm crazy about the play-in games. Well, what about I mean, what about the format? I mean, it, it's I mean, it seems like a like a mini tournament idea, but yeah. it, it's it's kind of weird how they do it. Where and if you're not familiar, so seven plays eight and eight plays nine. Or I'm sorry, seven plays. Now I'm confused. Seven plays eight, nine, nine plays, plays ten, ten and yeah. then the the winner of seven and eight becomes the seven seed. Yep, and, and the loser lo- of seven eight plays the winner of nine ten. The to, nine ten to become is, the eight seed. Yeah, the yeah. nine ten is just a one game. Like right. you lose that, you're donezo. So basically, if you're a nine or a ten, you have to win two games. If yeah. you're a seven or eight, you only have to win one. So yeah, I, I, I don't hate the format. I don't either. And and of course, obviously, I mean, obviously having the. Uh, the Lakers and Warriors in it makes it all the more interesting. I mean, yeah, that makes that makes it more fun, certainly. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's something different. You know, I'm typically against adding playoff games and things like that. I, I feel like more often than not, like less is more when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, but I it, it's. It's got my interest at least for now. We'll see. I, I, I do kind of feel like for the seven and eight seeds, it, it sucks that you know the seventy-two games this year now matter less than the next two or three, uh, or next two. Like, nah. it, it, it so again sort of devalues the regular season. And one of these days, there's going to be 
you know, a, a seven seed who's like six games ahead of the pack and they're going to lose that play in game and, and, you know, not make the playoffs and a team's going to be in the playoffs that has no business being there. But uh, I, I'm all right with it. I, I'm, I'm good to, to watch it. Yeah. And it's, see it's how it plays out. Something else to watch. And yeah, I've got hockey playoffs now, although it's, it's so weird how it's staggered with the start here. But, uh, yeah, so I've, I've I've got plenty to watch right now. Sports, I haven't been uh, you haven't been binging any TV stuff for the last. Well, I've been busy, but um, so I'm I'm going to be sportsing it tonight. I mean, I guess this this season is maybe a good example because the Lakers are they they basically have the Lakers have the same record as the five seed as the Mavericks. They're forty two and thirty. The San Antonio Spurs are thirty three and thirty nine. But if they win a couple games in a row, they're in the playoffs and the Lakers could be out. Man, I, you know what? I'm not going to shed one half a tear for the Lakers if that happens. I get it because it's the Lakers. Yeah. But what happens when it's not the Lakers, when it's a, another team that, you know, that's fought all, you know, maybe a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a long time. Uh, and this is, they finally make it. And this is what happens. Like, See, huh. this, is, this is the argument that I always give for why I don't have a problem with two, two or three lost teams in the NCAA uh, expanding the NCAA football playoffs. What if their quarterback gets hurt for a while? What if they yeah. have this this issue? And this is the same thing that happened to the Lakers. What if LeBron's out for a while? Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I it just I, feels like the NBA more like less than anyone else needs this because they have such a long regular season, and it feels like okay with the NFL. Well, there's no excuse for you not to be in the top eight. I mean, even there's on, really not uh, unless unless what happened to the uh, Warriors last year happens where everybody gets hurt. But you know what? They didn't make the playoffs, and, and they didn't. So, and they didn't deserve to. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to shed a tear for the Lakers if that happens. In fact, I'd, I'd be quite the happy guy if that happens. Well, I'm kind of hopeful that ESPN won't be. I, I'm I'm hopeful that the Lakers and the and the Warriors make it. Even though I like the Grizzlies, I still don't think the Grizzlies are ready to compete. But if you put the you know you got the the Jazz and the Suns playing against the Lakers and the Warriors. Those aren't walk through that the the NBA playoffs are suddenly way more interesting. Yeah, I I would be willing to bet money and I probably will even though I don't bet NBA. The the league is going to get the Lakers and the Warriors through because the TV ratings suck as it is. The last thing you want is the Grizzlies and the Spurs in there. And that's no offense to the Spurs, but the needle doesn't move. Yeah. It, for either of those teams, it's just you know, the Lakers and the Warriors move the needle. Um now, a couple people say that the third hour of the podcast from Friday is not up, uh, never got posted. Uh, it is. It was posted Saturday afternoon. Okay. And, and somebody complained about dropping the bomb, bombshell and having Dana on immediately. No time for the people react to react. You got a month and a half to react. And, excuse me, we, uh, you know, you get a chance to get Dana White. It really doesn't matter what else is going on, especially for as long as we were able to get him. So, yeah. It's just a timing thing, but, you know, we promised you we'd do it at 5.30, and we did. And it just so happened that Dana came in right after that. So, guess what? That's what happens. You got as long as you want to react to it. Up until AJ's dead. All right. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 97.5. This 
This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in. And uh, people asking for some hockey picks. I need a couple of... uh, I need like one more game between these teams as a as a data point before I start jumping in on the playoffs. So uh, I won't have anything tonight, but check back tomorrow. Speaking of odds, um, if you saw this, but uh, we have odds for the NBA play-in tournament and for playoffs and awards. Would you, would you like to hear them since we were okay. talking a little, a little basketball? Uh Pacers versus Hornets. Pacers are minus three and a half. Total of 229. Either of those do anything for you? I don't have a good feel for that series at all. Yeah, I don't honest. either. Uh, Celtics minus one and a half. They open minus three against the Wizards. Um, I I, I kind of lean the Wizards there. Okay. Spurs, Grizzlies. Grizzlies minus three and a half. That's probably about right. Uh... And Warriors, Lakers, Lakers minus six and a half. Give me the Warriors. I, I'm with you. I, that's too many points. And here's some here's some prop bets for you. Will a ten seed advance to the NBA playoffs? No is minus four fifty. Yes plus two seventy five. I'll go no. Yeah, I think the Spurs would be the only one. I don't think the Hornets could do it. But you know, it's two games. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, to me, two seventy five is not enough. Will a number seven seed not advance? To the NBA playoffs, yes is plus three hundred, no minus five hundred. What's the question? Uh, will a seven seed not make it? No, oh, I think both seven seeds will make yeah. it. Uh, MVP, the Joker's minus five thousand. That's the only answer. Yeah, uh, well, great season, Steph. Yeah. Great season, Joel Embiid didn't play enough games. Steph is plus sixteen hundred. Rookie of the year, Lamelo Ball minus seven hundred. Yep. Defensive player. This might be the biggest number I've ever seen. Rudy Gobert minus thirty three hundred. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and uh, Ben Simmons plus eleven hundred for second. Uh, good luck. Uh, six man of the year, Jordan Clarkson minus nine hundred. I don't even know who the six man of the yeah, year would I don't be here. Uh, coach of the year, Monty Williams minus one seventy five. Seems like he probably should be the favorite. Um, I'm trying to think who else. They've got Quinn Snyder plus two fifty. No. Tom Thibodeau plus 250. I think it's got to be Monty Williams. I, I mean, the Suns didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. They win their division this year. The division with the the freaking Clippers and the Lakers in it, they win that division. And the, and the Warriors, they win that division. Come on. Yeah, I think he's a winner. And Steve Nash plus 2,500. No. Here's your championship odds. The favorites at plus 210, the James Harden Nets. Okay, I, I will say this. This is the where I'm at with the with the way these playoffs are going to break out. Is there a team in the Western Conference? And I, I guess there's maybe one or two for me. Almost every team, if if we assume the seven and eight seeds make it, right. the, the Lakers and Warriors. Almost every team: Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, Clippers, Mavericks, Blazers, Lakers, Warriors. It wouldn't shock me if they made the finals. In the Eastern Conference, if it's someone that's not the Sixers, the Nets, or the Bucks, 
I will be shocked. Shocked. Yeah, so, I, I'm curious. I don't. I don't think uh, I can. I could take two to one on a, a James Harden playoff team. I, I don't think it's smart. Uh, Lakers are, are plus four hundred. Clippers six hundred. Jazz seven hundred. Sixers seven fifty. This is where I think you get into some Eastern Conference uh, value. Six or seven fifty bucks. Nine hundred. Um, I do like. I might throw a few bucks on the Suns at sixteen hundred. I don't think that that's uh I think that's a fair price. The West just seems so wide open it, to it me. It does and although we also get that's why postseason I, I, Chris Paul. Yeah, I I do feel like there's some kind of value on those Eastern Conference teams because there there's I I do think there's only 3 of them that could possibly make it. Um somebody's asking uh how did uh, the Houston crowd treat uh Oliveira Saturday night uh it there was there were there was no booze going on um they, they both both guys got a, a warm reception when they got called out to the to the ring I mean it was a there was a lot of cheers for both guys well, so that's cool. it, yeah it was it was you know, that, I like that and of course when they sit out of Houston Texas there was a big pop I mean it was it, it, no everyone knows he's not from Houston but he is the first champion ufc champion who has houston ties so there is something to that he's been here a while though right well he's been gone for a while like he's he stopped training like he moved back to brazil you know seven eight years ago and has been there full time um but he did spend a good chunk of time here and and uh you know his coach was here for a long time and you know he he does have a connection to this city that that no other UFC champions ever had. So till, I think till Derek wins one, until Derek wins one, which uh, according to Dana is going to be August or September. Uh, that that's when we'll get that fight. And I talked to Derek quite a bit this weekend, and and he's he's feeling very confident. Uh, good, good, yeah. Um, I don't know. If, it it kind of one thing that sort of ticked me off a little bit this weekend. All these stories about people say, you know, Dana talking about how the, the the Jake Paul people keep calling him and he keeps ignoring him. Didn't he spend about five minutes talking about that on our show Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Somehow didn't make any news. <laughs> but, you know, he, sa- he says something else that's the same thing on it. Much he said shorter. It at the press conference, yeah. yeah. I mean, he used much more colorful language than we would have been able to use here. Exactly. Yeah. I'm actually because glad he, he was didn't very say it the way that he said it there. <laughs> about this is how I really feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was a pretty damn good interview. But seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I don't know if you uh, heard, but. David Culley spoke this week. I, I don't know if Nick Casario was staying there with his hand up his back, moving his mouth while he answered, but he spoke this week. Do you want to hear what he said about his new quarterback? I heard what he said, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear it again. Do we have? Do we have the? Audio? I know I should have checked the audio list, but I uh, I didn't because I'm a dumb. Yeah, I've got him talking about uh, Davis Mills. Davis, yeah, that's what I want to hear. Well, we're not looking at it like that, John. We're looking at it like uh, there's going to be competition at all positions. This this is a new football team here. And basically, we, we've created competition all around this football team. 
and not just at the quarterback position, but basically at all positions. And that's why you see so many guys on this football team right now that hadn't been here is that we're going to let things play out in training camp. We're going to go from there. And then the the best players that give us the best chance to win are the ones that we're going to put on the football field, regardless of position. Okay, that's not the one I wanted. I wanted the one about Davis Mills. That was the only thing I found about Davis Mills. Uh, That was actually on tape. uh, Davis Mills, I thought Casario's staff did a great job of all of a sudden earmarking a guy that fit what a quarterback in the NFL is all about. Obviously, he didn't play as much football as some of the other guys because of the COVID situation in the Pac-12. But we really love what he's all about. We love all of the intangibles he has. He's a pro-type NFL quarterback, and we feel good to have him. He's smart. He can make all the throws. And we feel good and feel fortunate that we're able to get him when we got him. So, well, they're excited. Davis Mills is uh, a prototype NFL quarterback. Of course he is. Um, okay. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, now, some people have said, uh, at least one scout says if he'd stayed in school, he could have been a first-round pick next year, which I may say something more about next year's class. I think that is what it says about next year's class. Listen, if, if, this, if, if he can play... The Texans will find out, and it it could be a really great value grab for them. I would love it, but if that guy ends up playing like a first round pick, I would I would be very 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 surprised. And PGTL asked a question that always needs to be asked: if if even if Mills is any good, who trusts the Texans to get the most out of him? Exactly. I uh, well, I'll I think. Uh, it, it's hard to tell. I mean, because I, I, I think of David Culley as is, is kind of the puppet master. He's not even the puppet master. He's, he's a marionette. And, like, there's Nick Casario holding the strings. And then all the other little marionettes are also part of Nick Casario. So I think Nick Casario is, is, is the de facto head coach here in addition to GM, which is I'm so glad they got away from that mindset. But I do believe that he's got some pretty decent – like, I think Pep Hamilton's a pretty good coach. I think Pep Hamilton's a pretty good quarterback coach. So I, I do think maybe he gets coached up at that position. I still don't like Tim Kelly as OC. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I mean, it, it's possible. It, it It is not like the old days. And when uh, O'Brien was trying to con- consolidate so much power that you knew he wasn't going to coach guys up. Nobody improved when they got drafted by this team. So, I mean, I'm hopeful that they've got guys who can do that now. I I, I like the offensive line coach. I think that group should be better. I like the fact that Pep Hamilton's helping with the quarterbacks. Is that going to make a difference? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know how much is AJ going to miss talking about the Texans this season? Once None. Not one bit. Yeah. Yeah. I could almost guarantee you the word Texans will not come out of his mouth again for a year. But what is funny, well, listen, unless you're doing a podcast, there's going to be bets being made. But uh, the my, maybe my favorite thing, and I guess that's the, if you said that's the only audio you had from the Cully interview, like you got to hear about him, uh, his, his favorite Tex-Mex and how I've got that. Basically, what he likes is nachos and then he eats everything else. But everything starts with nachos. OK, let's uh, let's hear it. <laughs> And he's a junkie, a food junkie, he says. 
Or just a junkie. I, I well, I did, he did just say he's a junkie about food, I think. Mm. But, I have gotten a good taste of Mexican food here. The Tex-Mex food here is unbelievable. And I will agree with you right now, after being here for three months, that there's no place in America better than the Tex-Mex food here. No place. What, what's it hey, up? Listen, I'm going to tell you about David Cully, who's a junkie. From the standpoint, when it comes to food, there's really no food on that menu that I won't try. None. But let me tell you, I always start with nachos. And I okay. always start with the nachos. And then I go from there. And then when I go from there, it's kind of unending. It could go for a while. Uh, well, at least he admitted he was a junkie. That's the first step to it. Yeah. Uh, it's first step is admitting you have a problem, right? Start with the nachos. I mean, that's the realest form of Tex-Mex. And I, I do think that it was very high praise that he thinks Texas has the best Tex-Mex in the United States. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, I think he was talking about Houston, but I, I you know. Well, he said I'll of, give it to Texas. Okay. I have, but I don't know where else in Texas he's been. But I'll, I'll extend it to the whole state because, you know, we're. There's some places around here there are, besides I'm, Houston listen, that are pretty good at that. Yeah, Austin, San Antonio, they've, they've got some good Tex-Mex food. But but him giving the high praise to the state of Texas and saying we have better Tex-Mex than any other state, I think that's... that's I, I, I would hope so. Well, that's like when he said the most important thing about football is football. Well, that's also, <laughs> that is important. That is important. Uh, that's, there's that. He is... He is kind of... Um, He's not a wordsmith, is he? No, no. And all I hear... That's he, what you got Jack for, I suppose. <laughs> Jack will cover for him on that one. one. Fish, two fish. Red Shout fish, out to the fish. fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny right there. I'm not a draft expert. Well, Nick, Nick's Nick, not, yeah. He's not a wordsmith either, old Nick. Uh, I think he's smart, but he ain't a wordsmith. I don't know if he's smart. There's nobody in this organization smart. Come on. We've got four idiots at the top who don't know how to talk. Also in that clip, I don't know. I, we, I, I, I'm pretty sure he called Cal McNair Kyle McNair, I want which so- could be an accent thing, but it could be that he just thinks the owner's name is Kyle. God, I wish I wish he'd call him Cal McNair once, and when, we'd have that drop forever. And listen, he David Culley's not a a young guy, and when when you know when you're in your mid sixties. It's not shocking for people to like call people by the wrong name. Yeah. And it's also not shocking that people like people don't go out of their way to correct you either when you're an older gentleman. But mm. if you're going to be the guy in front of the microphone, you might want to get this stuff right. He'll he'll talk to Kyle about it. They'll get it all figured out. Yeah. And Jesus Jack. All right. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Have you signed up for our ESPN 97.5 listener email yet? 
You can get the latest information on what's happening with your favorite radio station, including upcoming events, giveaways, and a chance to be highlighted as our listener of the week. Head to ESPN975.com and subscribe now. Be a little late hits with Patrick Creighton tonight at 7. Hall of Fame Booker T and Brad at 9. The Knicks! They're, they're the four seed, the Knicks! The New York Knickerbockers! Uh, I'm just curious to see why the Tim Kelly hate. First off, again, you're misusing the word hate. Uh, seems like he did a pretty decent job last season, given the circumstances of the season. Um, you had a quarterback who had a career year. You were 13th in offense. Yeah. yeah a, a supposedly elite quarterback had a career year. Well, he's got to be elite. You paid him like he's elite. Yeah, and uh, you had no running game. So I don't know how you consider that a pretty good job. I, you consider that at best a very average job. I think I know who that texture is. Yeah. I think that's Arkansas Milk. Because I, I was stuck. It took me what normally takes me 35 minutes to get and took me an hour and 48 minutes to get here today. So I decided to check out a couple of competing stations and Arkansas Milk was all gung-ho about, I think Tim Kelly is going to prove that he's a very, very great coach in this league. Hey, Bubba, let me tell you what. So basically, this guy's just parroting 6'10". Okay. Yeah, there you go. Good job. He also thinks that the Texans will pay Deshaun to stay home if he gets only a half-season suspension. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if uh, if he only gets it down to eight games in his appeal, I bet the Texans just tell him, you know what, you just stay out of our locker room. We're rebuilding this locker room. I don't care if I have to pay you to stay home right now. You stay home because I don't mm-hmm. want you to, yeah, to poison hey, this place. But you know what? That's dumb because you're not going to be able to do that. The players' associations involved. You know. By the way, nice, nice job for the uh, players' association on Jawan James. Did you see that? No. Uh, they basically told him they advised the guys not to work out at team facilities. So he was working out on his own, and he suffered a serious injury. Oh. They cut him, cost him ten million dollars. Oh, so nice job representing your guys. Well. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he's still okay money wise, but yeah, that's. I, and I don't, I don't know why they're advising him not to show up. Uh, unless this is just some part of part of some grand plan of negotiations for down the road. Yeah, but I mean, by now everybody's been uh, vaccinated or has had it. I, I I can't imagine it's a COVID thing other than they just don't want to practice. So six rookie coaches. Uh, you you tell me which team has the best season. And you know obviously and, and kind of put them in order if you will because I think there's one standout. But here you go, Robert Sala of the Jets. Good hire. I think good hire. Probably not next year, though. It's probably not when it happens for him. Or this year now. David Culley. <laughs> Definitely the, the least sexy hire. And it, like, uh, no one thought David Culley was getting a head coaching job. No. And I think not it's, quite Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's obvious that they wanted someone that would just do whatever Nick Casario says. Certainly. They, they, they wanted a Bo Porter. Yeah. We talked about it. They want someone to be here for the rebuild. Urban Meyer Jaguars. Big splash, certainly. Uh, could go either way, but I, I think the guy's a hell of a coach, and he'll figure it out. Brandon Staley, Chargers. I like Brandon Staley, too. I like that one. Um, I, in fact, I think the Chargers will have the best season. Arthur Smith, Falcons. 
Not sure. It, it it seemed like a typical Falcon hire to hire a, a Tennessee offensive coordinator. Yeah. I'm not crazy about like, I, I'm not crazy about Tennessee's offense, other than the fact that they have a special player in Derrick Henry that isn't exactly something you can just replicate. It's kind of like Adam Gase getting a reputation because he had Peyton Manning. Yeah. Now, it, Arthur Smith can he? I mean, he's made Ryan Tannehill look good. Yeah. If he can make Ryan Tannehill good, look good, he can probably make Matt Ryan look great. But I, I do think that there is some, something missing to that recipe. And I think that, you know, it, this is a guy who's pretty young, man. He, he, the, I think he's, what, 37, yeah. 38 years old. This is a guy who... Almost all these guys are young except for... Urban. Uh, yeah, and and, and... and Cully. And David. Uh, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles. Meh. I, I I don't like that hire. I I think that's uh, I don't want to say first one fired because that's probably going to be David Culley, but or Dan Campbell. I, I I would make those guys the favorites to be first one fired. So, but uh, listen, uh, the Colts like Frank Reich, what he what he brought there, and I, I think a lot of what the Colts' offense is, their improvement is, was due to Frank Reich, but maybe the Eagles just trying to get some of that shine off of him. We've seen that before. Yeah. Like, okay, we don't have a Sean McVay. Let's go hire one of Sean McVay's assistants. We don't have a Kyle Shanahan. Let's go hire his assistant. We don't have a Frank Reich. Let's go try to get his assistant. Yeah. Right? So... Um, it's like not a six ten truther. Just saying, he had a Bill O'Brien lurking for the first quarter of the season, and a bunch of what well, words I can't use in an old for a running back. And to your point, oh well, of, good what, thing they re-signed the running back. Yeah. Uh, okay. So how is that doing a good job? I, I don't understand. And to your point, is a forty eight hundred yard passer who? Uh, uh, do we really need to go back and look at all the empty yards in those games when they were way down? Yeah. Uh, it, that's that's why yardage is is a very uh, it's an inconsistent stat. So yeah, I'm sorry, but the guy did not look good. He he looked very very average. Is that better than Bill O'Brien? Yeah. Was it worth keeping him around to keep the job? Hell no. You know, I, you needed to clean out all these. You kept the same running back coach. <laughs> Hey, what the hell? Yeah, you haven't done enough to change this thing to to expect some kind of different results. And all you've done is move. You've moved from one really domineering coach to one really domineering GM. That's all you've done, and they're both from the same system. And you know what? I, I'm really not sure either one of them ever knew what they were doing. And I think Bill O'Brien could have been a good coach if he had realized that. He, he couldn't control everything and that maybe he needed somebody to clash with him a little bit and that maybe instead of hiring sycophants, he should have gone out and gotten legitimate coordinators. Guys who, you know, would run his offense and run his defense and not have to call every play because he wasn't good at it. Yeah. So. Oh, 713-780-ESPN. What are the odds? Houston has a head coach fired midseason back-to-back season. Now, he won't get fired no, midseason. No. I, I think... Because there's no expectations for this season. Right. So if they go 0 and 17, people will go, oh, all right. Well, that's yeah. about, they, uh, look at their roster. That's yeah. about right. Um, now, that's assuming Deshaun plays zero games, but even if Deshaun does play and they they're go. They're not winning more than four with him anyway. Yeah. They're, they're, so if they, if they do have Deshaun and they go 4 and 13, 
okay, let's expect they're not firing him for that. They're not going to fire him until this team is good enough to win. And then they're going to get, I assume they're going to get serious about hiring a head coach. Yeah, I, I could see. And I don't mean any offense by that. Like David Cully, from all accounts, is like a really nice guy and was a really good assistant coach. But there's a reason why his name had never even come up in a head coaching job search until this particular circumstance. It's because I, I think they wanted someone who they felt like would do their bidding and get them through until they were ready to hire a, a, a more ready-to-win coach. Yeah, I, I think it's basically this, this, is, this is the Patriot way in its greatest definition. They want no stars. They want it all to be team, team, team. They want coaches who are not stars. He just wants to be Bill Belichick as a GM as opposed to a coach. We've seen this act before. We saw it for six years. It doesn't work unless the little dictator is Belichick. So color me skeptical. Like, really skeptical. By the way, the weather must be here because our direct TV signal is gone. Yeah, weather's pretty rough. My wife just texted me and said, I don't think I'm taking Jake to baseball practice today. (laughs) You know what? They might not be getting any in this week. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. All right. I got to tell you about TGS insurance. Well, hopefully like a, a tree doesn't fall on my house or something, but I've got a rated insurance from my guys over at TGS. And on top of that, I'm paying way less than I was before. TGS does all that for you. They figure out how much you could be saving on your homeowner's insurance, what you should be paying. It's just up to you to figure out what you're paying now and to send a text to find out what you could be paying. It's super simple. You text the word money to 232323. They'll reply back and ask for your address. They've already shopped it, so they know what you could be saving. They're going to let you know, and if you, if you want to save that money, okay, they'll take care of the, the back end, the paperwork processing of it, and get you refunded on your old policy and start you saving money right away. If you don't like what they've got to say, even though you probably will, the average customer saving nearly $900. But if you don't like it for whatever reason, Okay, throw away the email. There's no obligation. Uh, Guys, it's such a great process. I did it. I saved over $1,000 a year. Text the word money to 232323. Start saving today with TGS Insurance. Fuck all you, baby. ESPN 97.5.